Welcome back. If you're just joining, I'm Umbreen Khan, and this week on Inspired by Interfaith Voices, we're listening to the first installment of our seven-part series on chaplains. This episode is tackling questions and ideas we may hold about spirituality and aging, and the unique role chaplains can play. Now, Ruth takes us to California. Um, It's a way to get a away from the land where all our troubles seem to be and all our challenges physical and spiritual and intellectual challenges are on earth but uh, on the land but to get out on the ocean you can feel the swell underneath you the movement of the ocean and it's so quiet and powerful uh, and I guess my thought was that uh, uh, thank God for this I just thank you Lord thank you We'd get up early, sometimes before uh, the light was up. I would uh, get my wetsuit and and, uh, a towel, and uh, my board was always ready in the garage on a rack right next to the car. It was always an exhilarating feeling to, to see the early sunlight coming upon the ocean. It's just you, the sea, and the sky. St. Paul said we are buried with Christ in baptism and rise with him to new life. The image was you entered into a tomb-like water, a, a well, and were totally immersed in water and then rise a new creation through this baptismal water. And every time you dive under a wave, which you have to do to get out past the breakers to, to get in the lineup for a, a wave, you've got to duck dive, get under the water, and every time you pop up, it's always such a great feeling, especially if you're under for a while, to catch that full breath of air and see the blue sky and sunlight. And it's always, it's like a, kind of like a mini resurrection almost. Oh, I often think of that when I dive under a wave and, and come up on the other side. That's the whole imagery of baptism. Father Mondor started surfing when he was 70 years old. And he doesn't just see a metaphor for baptism in the sport. He sees a kind of spiritual harbor there. If it's a big wave and you wipe out, sometimes it's hard to get back to the surface. Every time you pop up after being under the water for a while, it is an automatic prayer. Thanks be to God. (laughs) I cut some air. I'm okay. And there's my board over there. And you reel it in on the leash, and it's an always, always a grateful feeling to have the board in your hand because the water can be pretty turbulent for some time after a big wave, and it's good to have that security of the board, and you're you're tied to it with this leash that's on your ankle and then anchored to the board. So, it's it's also a lot of imagery there too that I, I find that the church is is. Uh, kind of my anchor or my leash that keeps me uh, from not going too far afield and getting too separated from the thing that will keep me alive, which is my board. And the church, uh, another imagery there, the church is like a surfboard. Okay. Now you're a Franciscan priest, and Franciscans are known for their love of nature. 
And St. Francis is famous for addressing nature, brother, son, sister, moon. Um, so how did this spiritual tradition inform your relationship with the ocean? Well, I loved his, Francis, as you partially quoted it just now, his beautiful Canticle of the Creatures, which is really a classic piece of Italian poetry, early Renaissance, but it's also a profoundly uh, Christian spiritual appreciation for all of God's creation. And he regarded them not as great beauty in themselves as objects of creation, but he regarded everything in creation as as his brother and sister, brother, son, sister, moon, and sister, water, as so clean and precious and pure and so necessary for our survival and so useful to all human endeavor, how important she is. And that really connected with me that, that yes, that's, that's water, that's ocean. We have a deep fascination for water. Yeah, just by the way, uh, Mel, Herman Melville has an amazing a chapter on on the fascination of human beings with water, when he describes in the early chapters of uh, the great American classic Herman Melville's uh, Moby Dick, how people on Sunday afternoon are drawn in Massachusetts and Nantucket to, to the water's edge in the ocean, and how they stand there just gazing, contemplatively, in a real sense, at the at the mystery of the great ocean. And he, he theorizes about that because that's where all life has come from. And we have a deep affinity for the ocean. And then I've often thought, too, that it's no accident that in Christianity, that, that following Jesus Christ, he, there's no accident that he chose water as the image of new life through baptism, the, the ancient source of life and the, so necessary to human life. So uh, being part of it, in surfing is wonderful. And you say you also see a metaphor for the Holy Trinity in water. Can you explain that? Well, uh, well, one thing, it, you know, that's the deepest mystery of our faith, Christian faith. That's the one incredible contribution of Christianity to the world of religion, the very nature of God in Christianity. And you don't find it in any other religion. And knowing that, when I was taking philosophy in preparation for ordination at the priesthood, I was fascinated by the idea of Trinity and how uh, just as we leave a mark by everything that we do, the imprint of ourselves and our personality, now if that's true of us, I remember thinking in philosophy classes, well, it must be true of, of God himself when he creates wouldn't you find traces of the Trinity all throughout the universe? And sure enough, you begin to look and you find Trinities everywhere. One of the most obvious Trinities in our life is water. It's one thing, but it exists only three and three forms only on Earth and anywhere in the universe. Liquid, solid, and vapor. Yet it doesn't lose its identity as one thing, which is water. And that's what we're talking about in the Trinity. God is one thing. God, There's one God, yes. But he exists in three persons, Father, whom we call Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, now, after you started learning how to surf, you also took up competitive swimming. So is there a spiritual component to that for you? Uh, yes, also, because it, it, it's just a very, it's a physical discipline to swim well. You really have to discipline yourself. 
That's also in, in spiritual journey. The spiritual journey requires discipline, doing certain things over and over again until you really get good at it, just like prayer. You can't really get good at prayer unless you do it over and over again. And you, you fail, and you succeed. It's up and down, just like just swimming. is just like praying in a way. It can be very monotonous, but once you get into it, uh, there, there's kind of a parallel there, too, that even though many times I've just reluctantly gotten into the water, if, if I'm looking at 1,000 meters ahead of me before I quit a workout, or maybe 2,000 meters or more, I've got to go through this to keep in shape for the next meet coming up. But by the time you finish that and come out of the water, so often there's just a real sense of euphoria which can be explained medically and physically as your blood is circulating, your brain is getting plenty of oxygen, and there is a wonderful euphoria that comes from that, which is like a, after spending some time in prayer, there's a similar type of euphoria. So, Father, obviously the ocean is sort of a solace to you, but it's also terrifying. It has huge energy and power. So is that side also spiritual for you? God can be very terrifying, just like the ocean. He has so much power, and it can be frightening to human beings. But at the same time, that's the whole mystery of Christianity, the story of Christ, the Son of God, coming to live and walk among us to share our human condition so that we will not be afraid. Father Christian Mondor is a Franciscan priest. He began surfing at age 70 and now participates in the annual Blessing of the Waves in Huntington Beach, California. Thank you so much for talking with us, Father Mondor. You're welcome. Happy to do it. Praise be you, my Lord, through Sister Water, who is very useful and humble and precious and chaste. Praise be you, my Lord, through Brother Fire, through whom you give light to the night, and he is beautiful and playful and robust and strong. Praise be you, my Lord, through our sister Mother Earth, who sustains and governs us and who produces various fruit with colored flowers and herbs. Amen. That was Father Christian Mondor, reading an excerpt from the Canticle of Creation by Francis of Assisi. Father Mandor passed away in 2018. This episode originally broadcast in 2017 and was produced by Ruth Martin and Laura Correll. That's all for this week's show. If you're interested in learning more about the series or hearing more about chaplains, head over to our website at interfaithradio.org. While you're there, you can learn about us, read up on our show notes, sign up for the newsletter, and explore the archives. You can also take us on the go by podcast. Just search Interfaith Voices wherever you listen. I encourage you to subscribe and help us out. Leave a rating and a review. It helps others find us. This week's episode was produced by Kevin McCarthy. The original broadcast was produced by Ruth Martin and Laura Correll. A special thanks to our founder, Maureen Fiedler, for her vision, MC Yogi for our theme music, additional music by Blue Dot Sessions, 
Inspired is a production of Interfaith Voices. We rely on the generous support of our listeners to bring you this show. Wherever you are, friends, I hope you are safe. I hope you are well, and I hope you stay connected. I'll see you next week.